Go ahead and uh, turn to Isaiah chapter 30. So we're going to be uh, looking at Isaiah 30, verses 1 through 22. But focusing on a few of them. And and, uh, let's read uh, verse 15 right now of Isaiah chapter 30. It says this. For thus the Lord God... The Holy One of Israel has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you are not willing. Lord, thank you for your powerful word this morning for us. We know that it is alive, God. We know that it cuts through and it reveals. It convicts us, God. It it teaches us. It corrects us, God. It rebukes us. So we're asking, Lord, that it would do just that this morning. That you would bring it, Holy Spirit of God, you would bring it this morning. And you would come to your bride and, and teach us what you would have for this little time this morning. We want to be changed by your word, by you, God. We pray for our dear brother Britt that you'd please be upon his body and his family. It's not fun throwing up, Lord. And we just pray for peace upon his belly. Give him rest today. He wouldn't trip out or feel bad for missing today. Have your way with us. Help yourself, Lord. Help yourself to me and to all of us here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So what a great verse that is. Isn't that like, oh yeah, for for thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, in repentance and rest you will be saved, in quietness and trust is your strength. So stop right there. So like, yeah, Lord, that's right. Repentance and rest and quietness and and, uh, trust is your strength. And then you read that last part, but you were not willing. Oh, no. (laughs) But you were not willing. So the kind of context, and, and we'll see here at the beginning of this chapter, is Judah is being warned by God against alliance with Egypt. God is warning Judah 
against going to Egypt for shelter, for refuge, and for strength. And God's really serious and he's jealous for us. Did you guys know that? He's jealous for you, but like with a godly jealousy, not that ugly green monster of jealousy that, you know, is really gross and, and damaging, but God is jealous for us. And we find Judah wanting to go to Egypt. Go back to Egypt. Go to Egypt for shelter. We find them saying by their actions, we want this instead of you, God. We want things. We want, we want a, a, maybe a, a quick fix, something that just make us feel good. Tell us what we want to hear. And so we see God's response to that. And it's heavy. And it's gnarly. But we know it's because the Lord is jealous for us. He says here at the beginning of chapter 30, here in Isaiah... Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan, but not mine, and make an alliance, but not of my spirit, in order to add sin to sin, who proceed down to Egypt without consulting me, to take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. execute a plan but not mine is the first two verses coming back and make an alliance but not of my spirit in order to add sin to sin who proceed down to Egypt without consulting me to take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt wow I mean isn't it obvious Judah what are you doing really Like, you're going there instead of coming to me and and you're proceeding down to, to Egypt without consulting me to take refuge in, in Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt? Man, that's wild. But you know what? We're like Judah at times, aren't we? Yes. We want to seek shelter and strength and refuge and lots of other things but the Lord at times. And the Lord goes on. 
Verse 3, therefore the safety of Pharaoh will be your shame. And the shelter and the shadow of Egypt, your humiliation. For their princes are at Zoan, and their ambassadors arrive at Haines. Everyone will be ashamed because of a people who cannot profit them, who are not for help or profit, but for shame and also for reproach. And the, and the Lord goes on. He says, The oracle concerning the beasts of the Negev, through a land of distress and anguish, from where come lioness and lion, viper and flying serpent. That's heavy, flying serpent. I don't know what all that means, but it's not good. They carry their riches on the backs of young donkeys and their treasure on camel's humps to a people who cannot profit them, even Egypt, whose help is in vain. And empty. Therefore I have called her Rahab, who has been exterminated. Now go, write it on a tablet before them, and inscribe it on a scroll, that, they may, that it may serve in the time to come as a witness forever. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord." This is heavy, you guys. And and we started off in verse 15. In repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. And I'll just be honest with you. I, I, I'm not the best at repentance and rest and quietness and trust. There's pride in me. There's, no, I got it. I can handle it. I'm, I'm kind of good at some of these things, you know, in life. And and I know I refuse to listen. You know, you're in a situation that's tough or, or you're wanting something and... and You're stubborn like me. You're hard-headed. You're, you're... No, I want this. And, and we don't consult the Lord. We don't listen. We're too wrapped up in our own kind of deal to get a temporary fix. And, and, and in a sense, we're not willing. We're not willing to come before the Lord in quietness and trust. Verse 9 says, For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord. And I think for us this morning... We need to ask ourselves at this point. Lord, you you know what's going on in my life. You know my tendencies. Am I refusing to listen to you in any way? Am I so caught up in trying to just get out of this situation on my own? 
that I'm not even consulting you, Daddy. That I'm not even just stopping for a moment and saying, Lord, what do you think about this situation? Are you wanting to tell me something? Am I being rebellious, Lord? Am I refusing to listen? See, God's heart for us we know is to recapture what was happened in the garden, right? Walking with the Lord. Close oneness with the Lord. We know what happened when sin came in. It separated us. God, being rich in mercy and grace and love, sent his son to die for us, right? That by his stripes we are healed. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And those of us who have done that, who have put our faith, who have confessed that Jesus is Lord, have asked for forgiveness of our sins, that he's now our Savior. We've been saved from the penalty of sin, right? So that one day we will be with God in eternity. Back in that perfect union where it is now spiritually because of Christ, because we're in Christ. But one day we will be there. And that's God's heart. All through the scriptures. It's to be with him in that relationship. To be... To be with God. To listen to his instruction. And when we refuse or ignore God's instruction. Like I know I should probably do this but it's okay. Anybody ever do that? Anybody ever? Gosh I feel but... I'll do it later. Or, well, I'm doing, you know, well, but so-and-so is doing worse and, and I'm okay. Like I do this. And, but, but you hear that, you feel that nudging. Lord's like, come pray to me, my son. Come pray to me, my daughter. I want to speak to you. I want to let you know, hey, look, this is, this is damaging for you. Or, or I just want to speak to you my love and, and give you wisdom and instruction. And if you're like me, you can go and then the weeks fly by and you're like, gosh, I haven't even sat and like examined or let the Lord examine my heart. And, you know, I think we would all say, well, you know, the Lord is, he is gracious and compassionate and he is. We're going to see just how he is just that. How's that statement? (laughs) But anyway, it's really dangerous when we ignore and we don't consult the Lord. And that's what I want to encourage us today is to please let us not ignore. 
those convictions. Let us not ignore prayer and consulting and coming before our Father in heaven. Because verses 10 through 12, look, look at what happens. Let's do verse 9. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord, who, who say to seers, you must not see vision, and to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant words. Uh, prophesy illusions. Whoa. How's that place? Just don't, don't tell me what is right. I don't even want to hear what is right. Tell me pleasant things. Tell me what I want to do. Tell me what makes me feel good. They, they continue to say, get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. How's that spot? Oh, well, that was Israel. I mean, they were, or Judah, they were, they were worse than us. They were clearly rebellious, right? Isn't that easy to do? That was then. And, but we cannot ignore that God is wanting to speak that to us today. That fact of don't ignore when the Lord you feel that conviction. Make it a point of repentance and rest and quietness and trust because what will happen is disastrous. We won't want to hear from God. We'll become hardened. And the outcome of that is a real bummer. Here's the outcome. Therefore, in verse 12, thus says the Holy One of Israel... Since you have rejected this word and have put your trust in oppression and guile and have relied on them, therefore, this iniquity will be to you like a breach about to fall, a bulge in a high wall whose collapse comes suddenly and in an instant, whose collapse is like a smashing of a potter's jar, so ruthlessly shattered that assured will not be found among its pieces." To take fire from a hearth or to scoop water from a cistern. That's heavy. That breaking. When we seek refuge in other things, when we ignore that conviction, when we when we are not giving ourselves to repentance and rest, to quietness and trust, when we're not consulting with our God, Lord, what do you think of this in my life right now? And we keep ignoring, like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's cool, it's cool. The collapse comes suddenly. Suddenly. 
And isn't that so true? That our breaking comes suddenly and in an instant? Where one day you're just like, the Bible says it. Be like a breach about to fall, a bulge in a high wall whose collapse comes suddenly and in an instant, whose collapse is like the smashing of a potter's jar, so ruthlessly shattered. Maybe some of you this morning are like, that's me, I've, I've already collapsed. Maybe you feel as though you're on the brink of that. Maybe you're like, gosh, I don't know, Lord. Examine me. Where are my affections? Where am I seeking shelter? You think you're okay. Or you're not as bad as so-and-so. or It's okay. The Christian life isn't meant to plateau out, right? We press on towards the goal. And it's so beautiful of the Lord and so wonderful in verse 15. How he says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said in repentance and rest you will be saved. And in quietness and trust is your strength. He's saying that repentance. He's saying turn, turn away and go towards me. Turn from this, Judah. Turn from this. Reality carp, bride of Christ. Turn from from whatever it might be. Maybe it's that anger. Maybe it's that bitterness that you're harboring. Maybe it's, I don't know, something. Turn away and turn towards me. It's that thing that that switches in your heart where you're like, I'm done. I'm going to turn. But then there's action that follows that. And then in rest... The Lord isn't saying do lots, you know, repent and then do lots of things right here. He's saying repentance and rest. You will be saved. Stopping to acknowledge God, I cannot handle this situation. I recognize that you are the mighty one, that you are the savior. You are my chief shepherd. Acknowledging God's might and power. And I love that he says, in quietness and trust is your strength. Boy, our lives are loud, aren't they? We talk a lot. We don't listen enough. There's all these things that want our attention, but that quietness and trust, and what a humble place, right? What a humble place. Why is it so hard to do this? Why is it so hard to practice that repentance and rest and that quietness and trust? Probably because we're prideful. Maybe we're scared to go to the Lord. Maybe we're afraid of what he's going to say. Maybe we don't want to give up certain things. Continuing on, the last half of verse 15 or the last line, but you were not willing. Oh, Lord, help us. Give us that willing heart. 
And, and the Lord says, here's what Judah said. And you said, no, for we will flee on horses. Therefore, you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses. Therefore, those who pursue you, Judah, shall be swift. One thousand will flee at the threat of one man. You will flee at the threat of five until you are left as a flag on a mountaintop and as a signal on a hill. No, Lord, I got this. I got these swift horses. I'm I'm fine. Okay. Let me show you where this leads. You know, we, we, we tend to think that I got this, Lord, and we need to rush things and be charging and in our own strength and working hard from the flesh, thinking our gifts are the best thing we have going for us. But it's actually Jesus Christ. Running from things. I got this, God. So we need to ask ourselves, where am I being unwilling, Lord, to come to you in repentance and rest and quietness and trust? Where am I being stubborn? If we don't know how much God loves us by now for being in 1 John and wanting us and be close to him and we're his sons and daughters, we should read it again and ask the Lord to show us and he will. And this is truly amazing here as we finish up. Verse 18. Because the Lord knows how weak we are in our flesh. Because he knows and he loves us. He proclaims right here. Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice, a blessed are all those who long for him. I love this because it brings it back to the Lord. It brings it back to who he is. He is the one waiting to be gracious to us and show us how merciful he is. He waits on high to have compassion. Who does that? We don't like waiting to... Go surf if someone's late or the Lord waits. He's with us in these gnarly times, ready to like, boom, here's my compassion. Because when we're practicing that repentance and rest and acknowledging him in quietness and trust, he's like, here's my compassion. Here's my grace. Because God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble, right? 
And so when we put ourselves in this position of repentance and rest, saying, God, I'm wrong. I turn towards you. I want to rest in the shadow of your wings, not in the shadow of Egypt's wings. We get that grace and mercy. He's not disappointed with us. He doesn't turn away. He's a God of justice. He hates our sin, for sure. But he exalts himself himself to show mercy to us. He waits on high to have compassion. He doesn't give up on us. That's why verse 15 is so glorious. and He wants to give us new strength today. And rest. And save us by... Save us from crazy things. Not necessarily take us out of situations. But save us by being in his shelter under his wings. But if we keep rushing and relying on things of this world and keeping busy and ignoring that still small voice, we're going to collapse. We're going to collapse. So, As I mentioned, you may feel you're on the verge of collapsing at this very moment. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're like, gosh, you know what? I have been practicing that, and it's true. Praise the Lord. Don't stop. You may feel really far off today. You may be in a place of, I don't even want to hear God. I don't want to hear. You don't know my lot in life, Lord. People don't know. This life has been a bummer. The Lord is saying, I'm waiting on high to have compassion on you. And I would say to us today, please don't go on any longer in our own strength. Take it from me. Take it from this example. We can't can't do this life Apart from God. We could. But we're going to collapse. Don't run. To your bank account. Please. Know that. Substances you might run to. Or to just numb out, numb out and escape. That might be your swift horse. It might be your Egypt. Food. God is saying today to come to him. And look at what happens. Look at the Lord's heart. After that beautiful verse in 18. 19 through 22. O people in Zion, inhabitant in Jerusalem, you will weep no longer. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. That's our God. Although the Lord has given you bread of privation and water of oppression, he, your teacher, will no longer hide himself, but your eyes will behold your teacher. Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left... And you will defile your graven images overlaid with silver. 
excuse me, in your molten images plated with gold. You will scatter them as an impure thing. And listen to this. And say to them, be gone. That right there is such freedom and peace. Like the Lord, like, like think of that. Like if you're charging one way and you have someone behind you, you're just saying, good, go. Yes, that's nice. And the Lord does that. You'll hear, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. You'll defile your graven images. Be gone, that renouncing. Maybe some of you need to do that today. Just, I am done. But that won't happen unless we come to the Lord. So we can hear, so we can position ourselves. Don't miss that today. He's a God of compassion. He's serious about our sin. But if we're ignoring his voice, if we're seeking refuge in other things but him, our collapse will come suddenly. Come to the Lord today, your Father, your great Savior. Lay before him in repentance and rest, in quietness and trust, and watch and experience the grace, the peace, the compassion, and the love of God to overwhelm you and save you out of your distresses. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. He's here today. Let's come to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you that you long to be gracious to us, Lord. That you wait on high to have compassion. Some of us here, Lord, that's it's almost too good to be true. But it is true, Lord. It is true. That is you. I ask in Jesus' name that you would move us this morning to come to you, that you would reveal, God, where we're being rebellious, where we're trusting in other things and seeking refuge in other things. God, that we may repent and rest in you. Search us, Lord, and have your way. You are our refuge and our strength and a very present help in time of trouble. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Let's worship. Let's get on our faces. Let's pray with one another. It's not complicated, you guys. Just come before him and ask him. Lord, is there any? Search me, Lord. 
See if there's any harmful and hurtful way in my heart and lead me in the way everlasting. You come.